podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal show on YouTube. First transfer short we've done in a while. Um, there's been... Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal show on YouTube. Forgive me for not doing one of these for some time, but decided with the latest rumours that have emerged in January that it was time to get back on the channel and have a little bit of a closer look at some players in particular. So this video is going to focus mainly on Amadou Onana from Everton, a player that Arsenal have been linked to for some time and actually had interest in him during his time in Lille. But before we dive into Onana himself, I wanted to take a look at Arsenal's current midfield options because it is a bit intriguing as to what Arsenal do next. And, and the first thing that critics of the potential Onana transfer will point to is Arsenal's lack of attacking threat at the moment. Um, but what we can see on the screen right now is Arsenal have a limited amount of options. Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Jorginho, Vieira, El Nene, Havertz and Rice. And of those, a few of them we have some problems with. Firstly, Thomas Partey then. Arteta's favourite availability, favourite ability, I should say, is availability. And Thomas Partey is repeatedly failed on that front. And questions have got to come into him and what he will do. So the player we're going to look at today is Amadou Anana of Everton. He's been linked quite heavily this January, been linked in recent years as well. Last January, he was being linked before we bid for Caicedo and eventually bought Rice in the summer. He's also a player Arsenal have been looking at since he was at Lille in France. So he's clearly a player that the manager likes, the club like, and one who's a serious option for Arsenal. Critics of the potential transfer will point to the fact that Arsenal are lacking a lot of attacking threat and maybe they should be focusing their attentions on assigning more of that ilk. But I wanted to have a look at Arsenal's current central midfield options and maybe we can see a little bit why Arsenal see investment in this area as being so important because of the players we've got on screen at the moment, we've got Thomas Partey, Erdegaard, Smith-Rowe, Alnene, Vieira, Jorginho, Havertz and Rice. They're the current first team options for the three slots in midfield. If all of those were uh, trusted and working correctly, then we would maybe say we're well stocked in that on that front. But as you can see now, there's a few question marks over some of these players. The first is Thomas Partey. And I think one of Arteta's favourite ability in a player is availability. Thomas Partey has proven now consistently to not be able to produce that. And it feels like the club have grown a bit tired of that. And I think unlikely, given he's at, um, still injured, he's not gone off to AFCON this month. So it seems like he'll be injured for the majority of January. So it might make a potential transfer this month difficult. But it does feel like by the summer, Arsenal will be potentially looking to move that player on. El Nene played, I think, about seven minutes in the Premier League this season. He's a player who... Uh, very good behind the scenes and everything, but look, he's a player Arsenal aren't really looking to use. I think there's been a bit of interest from across Europe, uh, so he could be a player that 
is allowed to leave the club this month and if not soon after. Then we've got question marks over a few players and the first we can talk about is Smith Rowe. You know, some fans really big on this player, but what we can't deny is that Arteta clearly has his questions over Smith Rowe's ability. Uh, again, he's someone who struggled with injury, so that whole availability issue there. If he's not being used, this is a player Arsenal need to cash in on and move on from um, because he's taken up that squad space. Jorginho, currently his contract is due to end at the end of the season. Arsenal do have an option to extend that by a year. Not clear whether they will uh, activate that yet. Um, you know, a player who I imagine Arsenal will definitely keep around for the rest of this season and potentially extend for a year. But there, are, there is a question mark there as to whether at the end of the season he may look to to move elsewhere, maybe back to Italy um, or even clubs in Brazil, I know, have been interested in him. So not a long-term solution for, for Arsenal in midfield. And Fabio Vieira, very inconsistent, had an injury lately in his last appearance against Burnley, came on when Havertz was underperforming, had a real chance to make an impact on that game against Burnley. Completely blew it. I was at the game. And he put in a mindless tackle, straight red card, um, not long after he came on the pitch. So big question mark still there over Vieira, who's had some flashes of quality, but is still definitely uh, the jury's out on whether he can stay here long term. So that leaves just three players for the three positions. We've got Erdegaard, obviously club captain, Declan Rice being brilliant, Havertz improving, but still not completely um, settled into this team and proving people right or wrong depending on where you stand on him so it leaves Arsenal very short in terms of long-term solutions in central midfield I put up a few prospects there because some people may rightly point to some talent we've got uh, in the academy and out on loan so we've got Ethan Wanieri and Miles Lewis Kelly both very very young players I think sort of 16 still um, don't expect to see them at all this season but perhaps one of them could be integrated into pre-season next season. So maybe there is a, a spot being um, kept there for at least one of those players. And then there's Charlie Patino, who looked like Arsenal were going to sell permanently this summer. They didn't. They loaned him out to Swansea and he's done pretty well. Um, although he's sort of not not as good as he started the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, whether he gets a chance in pre-season or Arsenal looks to cash in on him as well. So that gives Arsenal work to do in midfield. And I just wanted to frame that discussion because I think that is a big reason why Arsenal are looking for another sort of more defensive-minded player who can sort of play in the six and in the eight. Because when you look at it, there's not an awful lot there at the moment for the long term. So that leads us to Onana. And we've got a few stats here, pretty small on the screen, but just pulled from FB Ref, the sort of key the statistics where Onana excels compared to other midfielders. And he's right up there in 90-plus percentile for things like passes blocked, challenges lost, so he very rarely loses a challenge. Aerials won, he's 95th percentile. Uh, he tackles nearly 60% of dribblers, 64% of his aerial battles. I think if you watch the Premier League, you know a lot already about what Onana's about. He's a tough tackling, big, massive, I think he's six foot five, um, very young still. He's only 22 years of age. So the fact that he's sort of settled in the Premier League 
and already showing that physical quality as well as the ability to get around the pitch quite remarkably. He's he's quite high in tackles in the defensive attacking and middle third, which shows you a little bit about his game. Plays either in the six, more defensive midfielder, or he can play a bit further forward as well. But as you would expect, when you look at the stats, he's very good in all duels, tackles, interceptions, all that kind of thing. Um, and he would certainly give Arsenal more combative option in midfield and sort of add to that growing Arsenal team that we've seen in recent windows. We've seen Arteta sign a lot of bigger players and uh, this would be another one. But does that come at the expense of a lack of technical quality? Just a few stats here I've compared Onana, Rice and Havertz with just based on this season. Um, things like chances created, fairly close. Um, critics of Havertz would say he's not quite creating enough and and we can see he's he's well ahead of both Rice and Onana, but of course playing much further forward in the scheme of things. Onana playing for a much less possession-based side compared to Arsenal, but he does have good pass accuracy in general, about 85%. That is a couple of percent above Kai. Uh, also gets more involved than Kai has with 35 passes a game completed compared to Kai's 27. Again, a bit of that will be position related. But I think the amount he gets from playing a bit deeper is probably then countered by the fact he's playing for Everton compared to Arsenal. So I think he would get a bit more involved in terms of more touches and things compared to someone like Kai if he was to play further forward. Um, ground jewels is where he really excels, sort of links in with the previous stats. You know, he's winning 5.2 per 90, which is massive. Kai's got pretty good numbers there, actually, 3.9 per 90 and, and Rice 3.4 as well. So... You look at those three as a midfield. I mean, if Erdegaard's ever out and you line up with those three, that's a very physically intense side that is not going to get bullied and should help with set pieces at both ends of the pitch. Um, but take-ons completed as well. All three pretty similar, pretty similar success rates as well. So, yeah, it doesn't tell us a huge amount. It's always difficult when you compare stats from someone who's playing in a team like Sean Dice's Everton compared to Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. But I think it's fair to say Onana does have a little bit more than just those physical qualities. So where does he fit into this Arsenal side? I think the obvious thing to say is it could allow Rice to play a little bit further forward and maybe play Onana at the base. Uh, we've seen Rice play in that eight role when Partey was playing and, and when Jorginho's played at the base. So potentially it would allow that to happen. Me personally, I think Rice is, has just played so much in that deeper role that he's probably more accustomed to playing there. And maybe that allows Anana to actually play in that eight role. But I think no matter which player starts, they both have that ability to function in both roles. And that would give Arteta some really interesting options in terms of how he sets up the team from the start, but also in-game rotation. Arsenal have been quite predictable in recent weeks and months and adding a couple of players that can sort of rotate into different areas throughout the game can create a little bit more unpredictability, shuffle things around ahead of them a bit more. And Onana has that ability to sort of find through balls um, he ranks pretty highly for that as well. So 
I think he'd certainly be a good option and perhaps sort of be more of the party re- uh, replacement um, in the squad long term if he did arrive. But another sort of interesting tactical a- aspect to this could be how he actually helps the attack. And as I said earlier, if we were to spend around 50 million, I'd imagine he'd cost on this signing. Many people would say we should spend that money on a forward. And I would tend to agree, but I guess the question may be, who could we get for 50 million as a forward? And what it could allow us to do is it could free up habits to play more as that false nine option. And then we could utilise Gabriel Jesus, who struggled for goals a little bit this season, but does have top quality. It could allow him to play on the flanks a bit more. And he's capable of playing on the right side, but also the left side. And in this example on screen, I've got Martinelli maybe having a breather, something we've not been able to allow him to do, despite his poor form of late. And Jesus could start from the left, push Havertz on into that false nine, Onana coming into the eight roll, um, and just giving that front three a little bit more freedom. I also think when you play Havertz as the nine, he can sort of drop in and combine with the midfield a little bit better. And it may allow the wingers, whether it's Martinelli, Jesus or Saka, to get closer to goal rather than being stuck on the flanks um, and sort of receiving the ball with sort of five players still in front of them. Can we create combinations more centrally, which I think Arsenal have struggled with this season, to allow those wide players to drift in, get closer to the box, receive the ball with less players between them and the goal. So it would give Arsenal and Arteta some really interesting uh, tactical options. And I think Arsenal could do with a new centre-forward, a new winger, a new midfielder and a new defender. Realistically, they're going to get one, maybe two maximum this window. So Arteta has to think creatively about how he can create something different going forward to address these lack of goals. And this is just one really simple example of how we could utilise a midfield signing to do just that. Thank you very much for watching the latest Fresh Arsenal show, Transfer Short. This has been a video on Onana. We're looking to do more this month and get back into this content a bit. So if you enjoyed this, I'd really appreciate if you could like the video and subscribe below. Leave a comment about certain players or things you'd like us to look at in the upcoming videos. Sports Social Podcast Network.